You're listening to Two Guys, One Internet, a Dylan Wallace and Sean Harkins podcast. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get the juices flowing. Let me take a drink of beer. Let me get a little bit of water here. Why are you drinking water? <laughs> All right, episode three, two guys, one internet. I'm Dylan Wallace, back with Sean Harkins. Uh, Sean, tell the people hello again. Hello again. <laughs> and if you're with us for episode three, congrats, you win. <laughs> yeah, true enough. <laughs> if you made it through the first two and they're sticking with us in episode three, um, I love you. But moving on, the uh, we uh, well, just a quick recap. Um, from uh, from the last episode, uh, we got into a little bit of a debate about samples. So I took to Facebook to see what what uh, Facebook world thought of our sample debate, whether or not you should ask for samples, if it's okay to ask for a beer sample while you're at a bar to, to test a beer before you order it. And the verdict was that I am right and Sean Harkins and Ben Butler were wrong. Uh, 55% of the voters said, no, just order the beer, damn it. And uh, 45% uh, said, of course, you can ask for samples. I think there was 51-some votes, so it was better than just 9 or 10 people, I guess. Um, uh, did you change course on that, Sean? No, no. I'm. Uh, it's too bad we have uh, those type of people listening to us. <laughs> well, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they actually listen to us but they... oh okay okay no i'm joking I'm, I'm surprised by that i mean who cares get free beer right no no <laughs> i mean I, and i posted a picture of a and i sent this to sean and ben afterwards but i sampled an iron horse ipa over the weekend well well Courtney and i were down in mount pleasant and it was a pint-sized sample that i paid for uh and i don't regret <laughs> regret it at all um the uh the other thing I noticed is because I can see when I'm on Facebook looking at the poll, I can tell um, who voted which way. And the one thing I will say is the beer sample debate uh, crosses party lines. It doesn't matter if you're Republican <laughs> or Democrat um, You, you uh, when it comes to whether or not you're going to ask for a beer sample. Um, so Republicans are taking handouts. So there you go. <laughs> wow. OK, well, well put. <laughs> the uh also um while we've had a little bit of a break in the podcast um i think uh sean and i kind of figured out what we're doing with this it only took us a couple podcasts to figure that out um <laughs> but and you've probably if you've listened to the first two and, and listening to this one we're just a couple average dudes that are having some casual discussion about different topics that we find entertaining or want to talk about um, we're not a hundred percent prepared to talk or debate topics in detail. Uh, we're just kind of shooting the shit and getting through some things. Anything you want to add to that, Sean? Um, yeah, I think that's right. And we're like the, the website, we started, did you say 
five years ago, four years ago. Oh, yeah, something, something like that. Um, I know for me personally, I just I paid a lot more attention to sports, and we mostly that's what it was about with sports. And now it's it's like I can't do this podcast and pretend to know, like man who's going to be the next great Tigers second baseman who's in like Lakeland right, right now or, or whatever. Like I just don't pay that much attention. So it's just really, uh, I mean, my vision for it is just really casual talk about things that we think are, are fun or interesting. And uh, if that one guy keeps playing it 50 times, then cool. Like we're on board with him. <laughs> and at least he's enjoying it as much as we are. <laughs> right. And uh it's just it, mainly it's more time for you and I to catch up, to be honest. Right, right. If people want to listen into our conversations, that's fine. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, we're going yeah, I mean, to, in, with this podcast, this episode, we're going to, um, it's going to be probably a more traditional type, end of year type podcast you get with these new year's day first of the year type we're going to talk about our christmases and and recap 2018 a little bit and then uh, do an outlook for 2019 and and wrap up with our cocky ass of the week and uh we're gonna kind of stick to that kind of format that you've seen over these these first three episodes um but anything you want to add before we get into our our first segment sean well let's do it all right christmas we had it were you there? We did it. I was there. I made it through it. Where were? What did you do for Christmas? I went to visit my girlfriend who lives in um, Madison, Wisconsin. She goes to a different school, but I have a girlfriend. That's the truth. Um, <laughs> if I if I if I haven't known her, I would have called. I'd try calling you out. On her, I, and, no. And, and funny enough, her name's Lauren. Right. She's a blonde white girl. So did you guys did you do like a faux Hallmark movie while you were visiting her in Madison? Yeah, we wrote in we wrote a Hallmark movie and starred in it. Hey, good work. did you change your name to Chad? I did. I had to. What'd you What'd you do in Madison for Christmas? Um. Well, I mean, you know, just mostly spent time together since we don't get to do that that frequently anymore. Um, we we went to the Nutcracker. Uh. I've never seen it before. Have you? No. The the title's always kind of been a put off for me. <laughs> and that's probably, I mean, that's not the first time that joke's ever been said, but A, I don't like ballet. B, I don't like plays. C, I don't <laughs> like getting hit the nuts. I don't know what else to think of. <laughs> All right. So. Um, just to back up a minute, so I also hope that this that the uh, podcast becomes more about culture. We're gonna culture Dylan a little bit, <laughs> which I'm the worst person to even try to do that because it's the only ballet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, you beat me. I mean, I think I think it's probably one of those things everybody should should see, like has to see. No, I mean I'll get court on it. I guess is the point. <laughs> uh, how how was the Nutcracker? It's good. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a ballet guy really either, but it's, uh, here's what I'll say about it. It's what, and uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about this later. <laughs> and this is a weird comparison, but uh, I watch a lot of hockey now. That is one of the few things that I pay a lot of attention to. 
And I, I look at some of those things that those guys do, and I'm like, I could never do that in a million years. Like Larkin just like taking off like that and doing cool, cool stuff. And those ballet people, like within three seconds, I'm like, I never in my life. Like they stand on their toes and stuff. Good night. Like not a prayer. Well, also I have like really messed up feet that. Um, well, it, we'll save that topic for another time. But the uh, the the funny thing about this is is you could tell that we are not uh, very much into ballet because you refer to them as ballet people. <laughs> ballet? At least I know they're ballerinas, right? <laughs> Even if you're male or female. It uh, is? That's a genderless term? I wasn't sure. That's why I didn't do, didn't do it. I, I don't know that there are genders in the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is all new to me. This is, ballet is so new to me. <laughs> but, I, but this is kind of what I, what I picture. Um, for the Nutcracker in Madison, Wisconsin, did you, did, were did, were any of the ballerinas wearing cheese heads? No. Dang. Uh, no. Or Aaron Rodgers jerseys. No, no, no. It was a, it was a, the traditional Nutcracker. We didn't go to the, the Packers themed one. Oh, that's too bad. It, uh, it is everywhere though. I well, I mean, Madison is University of Wisconsin too, so it's University of Wisconsin or Packers hoodies everywhere or whatever did uh did you do anything that's traditionally like a wisconsin type that you would stereotype uh, a, a tourist going to wisconsin doing like i would think uh, about sampling good beers and cheeses and things of that nature i ate a lot of i ate a lot of cheese oh that fits <laughs> uh you know drank drank some bourbon I don't really think of bourbon when I think about Wisconsin, but no, I guess not. They had um, they have the New Holland New Holland Brewery in Michigan. Yeah, they, they do a beer barrel bourbon. Yeah, and I had never encountered that until the first time I went out there and visited her, um, which is pretty good. Yeah, that is good. I've had that too. Um, New Holland's one of my favorite breweries here in uh, in Mich- I guess not just in Michigan, but one of my favorite breweries and. They got good product, and they should think about sponsoring this show since we've just brought them up. Oh, right. Oh, we should mention uh, the goal is apparently if if we were to do a sponsorship, we could make somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20 to $40 a year. So we're thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> because then we could buy a bottle of whiskey at the end of the year and share it. Yeah, we could we could mail shots back and <laughs> yeah take it take a shot and then i'll mail the bottle across the country to you right i think you, i think uh the postal service is into that type of thing new age new age postal service we might have to get fedex on board with that <laughs> okay the uh any what what else anything any any presents that were or gifts that were exchanged that were noteworthy um I, I don't know. I mean, I got a work sweaters for work, which I needed. Um, you know, the usual stuff. Some Lauren got me some vinyl records. I'm a insufferable vinyl record guy, by the way. What what kind of, what records? Um, she got me a reissue of Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine. Nice. The first Hold Steady album, and um, 
Cheer by Drug Church. So you get these vinyl records and you lead with work sweaters. <laughs> uh, well, the, you know, I have, I was just in dire need of work sweaters, I guess. <laughs> uh, and, and I've changed my mind. I, you would not find any of those albums in a Hallmark movie. So this is, this is the less, less makings of a Hallmark movie, oh. your, 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 your Christmas rendition in, in yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, another thing that we do is, um, so you drink a little bit of bourbon and we'll play, uh, have you ever played the video game Overcooked? No. It's this teamwork game where you like run a kitchen. So like one person is chopping meat and the other person is frying it. And it's like, it's cartoony. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the kids, I don't know if they'd be into it, but, um, so we did that. So that gets, you know, there's four letter words used and you can't have that in a Hallmark movie either. No. So, all right. Yeah. That, that would make for, uh, I'm, I'm envisioning a Hallmark movie where you you arrive after a, a, a long departure from from your your girlfriend who happens to be the name Lauren, and and uh, you arrive with with uh, with flowers in hand at the airport. She picks you up, and you immediately go back to back home to play a rousing game of overcooked where you're frying and cutting meats and, and, from, so and, after, you nailed it. and after playing uh, a very, like I said, rousing and bonding game of overcooked, the two of you engage in, in uh, some sampling of cheeses and bourbon. Okay. Uh, followed by uh, a, a, a rendition of the nutcracker that can't be, um, defined by by common terms uh and then you exchange work sweaters and <laughs> the movie wrote itself you're telling me uh i hope the producers are listening into this podcast because i want i want to see that movie yeah i'm gonna have to bankroll it myself i think uh good good yeah the, so- uh, it was good. It was low key. I'm guessing uh, your your Christmas was much more exciting with the uh, with the boys. With the yeah, I think it, I, it might, when you got young kids, I mean, Christmas is just exciting um, by itself with because their excitement feeds your excitement. The uh, um, my kids are seven, five, three, and two, uh, so they were all kind of geeked up and ready for. Uh, for Christmas and, and anxiously awaiting uh, Santa's arrival. And we were all healthy this year. So that was awesome. Last year we all had the flu and we're puking all over the place. So that wasn't, that didn't make for a good Christmas, but we're all healthy this Christmas. And, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Low key stayed at, at home for the most part and got together with family and, and uh, the kids had a great time. Any big, uh, big, exciting gifts? The, the uh, for yourself. Like with the uh, with the kids, my my mom and I um, repurposed a old coffee table. It was a shadow box coffee table, and we repurposed it into a Lego table for the kids. Um, where we, I added an extension that that collapses on top of the table so it can open up and 
and uh, instead of having one three by foot three foot by three foot area um, it opens up into two three foot by three foot areas for play surface and then it also has a drawer that pulls out for an extra play surface so it's actually pretty cool um, and uh, gives the kids a lot of room to play legos and we can when courtney and i get sick of it we can fold it back up and collapse it collapse it into just regular coffee table um so it works well for that uh hud wanted a remote control airplane or helicopter and for any three-year-old that would be a daunting task to give a kid a remote controlled airplane that they got to try to keep in the air let alone hud who's just gonna fly it into crap and and end up breaking something so santa in his infinite wisdom um manufactured a it's like it's a mini drone that senses walls and objects and all you do is is i mean you hold on to it in your hands and then you just toss it into the air a little bit and then it just takes off and then it you put your hand by it and it senses your hand so it flies away from your hand um so it doesn't require remote control you don't have to worry about it running into things and causing damage so it was perfect for hud um ellie got a bunch of girl stuff she got a stroller and i'm learning the ways of girl play um because i've just had three boys up until now and she's all dolls and pink and and stuff so that's that's new (laughs) getting to be fun the uh and then jackson bray are about action figures and fighting so they got they got some new action figures and and books and things it was good it was good oh and courtney got me uh tickets to the dl hughley and eddie griffin comedy show down in mount pleasant so we went and did that um on uh, the 30th of december and uh, yeah that was good that was funny and it was awkward all at the same time (laughs) yeah how's that well, um, their comedy routines are a little bit more geared towards uh, a little bit of a of a different crowd than what Courtney and I would probably put ourselves categorize ourselves into, as we are both white, and <laughs> and they are not, which is not a bad thing because I think they're hilarious and I'd go see them again. Uh, but a lot of N word and. Uh, and kind of self-joking, which was hilarious. But you're looking around, you're like, I don't know if I should laugh or if somebody's <laughs> going to be mad that I'm laughing. And then a lot of white people this and white people that. And I'm thinking, yeah, white people can be crazy dumb like that. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm thinking, people probably looking at me thinking, why is this white guy over here laughing at all this stuff? <laughs> I mean, the, the crowd was probably 75% black, 25% white, and, uh, and it was fun. I mean, Eddie Griffin was Eddie Griffin. I, I don't know if you're – are you familiar with Eddie Griffin at all? Um, I, I know who he is. I mean, I've, I don't know all of his stuff or anything, but uh, – Like Undercover Brother, you remember that movie? No, I don't think I saw that movie. Oh, uh, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny, but, I mean, he was crass, so, I mean, it, it was it, – it, not entirely Courtney's cup of tea, but for the most part, she thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and it was good. I mean, they made one, one, one joke about 
the uh, the orange effort that's you now the president of the United States and that it's the white people's fault pointing us out the white folks in the audience that uh, <laughs> that we have him in office. And then he also made the comment that now 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 the white folks are looking looking around saying. Hey, it wasn't my fault. I didn't vote for him. And that was exactly how I felt. <laughs> I was like, don't look at me. I didn't do it. Dylan did it. It's Dylan's fault. It was it was fun though. It was fun to, I mean the in the show was down in Mount Pleasant. So they commented about flying to Detroit and then driving all the way to Mount Pleasant from Detroit. Right. And, and uh thinking, where the hell are we going? <laughs> There's trees. And a whole lot of white neighborhoods. Where am I going to be doing this comedy show at? Yeah. But it was good. And then you drive another two and a half hours to Alpena. Yeah, so I, I'm just going to try to grab him after the show and say, hey, come up to Alpena. And <laughs> if probably you like go this, over. you'll love that. Yeah. <laughs> probably wouldn't go over as well in Alpena. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You never know. Yeah, true. Any anything else Christmas related? Um, yeah, I think we covered it. Yeah, I, I, nothing really for mine. It was pretty low key. Kids, it like I said, it was fun with the kids. They got they were excited. Santa came, uh, reindeer pooped on her deck, so they got a kick out of that. Oh yeah, yeah. They wouldn't clean it up though, so. I told them that Santa's going to be checking that down. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, I think we can, uh, after this, after this break, we'll get into the next segment here. I want to take a quick minute and talk about the rabbit hole in Alpena, Michigan. Um, at the rabbit hole, you'll find lots of unique things like artwork and essential oils, air plants, tea, and a bunch of other stuff that I don't really understand. Um, one thing I do understand is how to make your beer look good, and they got a bunch of those products too. Uh, and for a limited time, go down to the rabbit hole and tell uh, my ma, Janet, who runs the place, that the bearded lawyer sent you and you get 20% off any beard accessory products uh, at the rabbit hole. Uh, the rabbit hole is at 312 West Chisholm Street in Alpena, Michigan, right across the street from Latitudes. Check it out. All right, so it is the new year, 2019. Um, yeah, it's going fast, it seems like. It's kind of an old man thing to say, I guess, but uh, I've turned it into an old man. There's no question about that. Kind of fit that category now. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing slippers right now. <laughs> so anyway, uh we we wanted to do kind of like a 2018 review, but we're not gonna do a recap. We're just gonna go ahead and say it was a terrible year. <laughs> um so uh anyway, just a few thoughts on things that we liked, kind of like a best of list. Uh without really any sort of real structure <laughs> um but just kind of talk a little bit about uh tv shows music movies that type of thing um i listen to a lot of music uh in my car at work whatever at home um so i guess all the time <laughs> um and i had a few albums i thought were 
exceptional in 2018. These are exceptional albums, Dylan. <laughs> I want to hit. What are they? <laughs> okay, so I have a top three, even. Oh no, shit! I could, I could, na- I could name three new albums just to be, just to be clear. Yeah, I had a hard time with movies, like movies that came out in 2018 that I have watched already, because. I don't do that really a whole lot, I guess. Apparently, I learned that of myself. Uh, So my number three album of 2018, uh, Among the Ghosts by Lucero. Have you ever heard of Lucero? No. They're kind of, I I think you would like them. They're sort of like a alt country kind of rock, like Southern rock band. Okay. It's kind of hard to describe, but uh, that was a good, that was a good record. Um, Number two, Flow. I don't know if you know about Flow. Florence and the Machine, Highest Hope. That's good. That's good stuff. Another one where I'm just puzzled. I think I'm just going to drink during this part. All right. All right. <laughs> he was, she performed on uh, Saturday Night Live. So it's not like a super obscure one. Okay. And Lucero isn't that obscure, but my number one is really obscure. So this is just for me because nobody's going to care about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cheer by Drug Church. Anybody who's open-minded to some uh, some upstate New York kind of like hardcore music, okay, that's your that's your jam right there. Cheer by Drug Church, good stuff. Cheer by Drug Church. Yeah. So the band is Drug Church. Yeah. Do they have more albums than just Cheer? Yeah, I think it's their third album. Okay, I'm gonna have to check out some of these. You said Lucero was the first one. Lucero, yeah. How do you spell that? L U C E R O. Okay, Lucero. See, at least it's fun to say. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Most of the music I listen to is old music. Um, yeah, I do too. A lot. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't pay attention to new stuff all that much, but. I mean, I mean, primarily when I'm at, when I'm working, I got Pandora on the background and it's, and uh, I have like the, a couple of my favorite Pandora stations are BC Boys, uh, Pandora radio station and, uh, and Nirvana radio station. That's what I've been listening to a lot of. Oh, nice. And I listen to sports talk radio too in the background. So that's what, that's what I primarily listen to. In terms of new new music, the only thing I could really think of when when uh, kind of thinking about this topic was um, uh, Donald Glover had that song "This Is America" that came out um, well first half of the year yeah. um, with the music video. I think he just kind of released the video out into out into the internet without a whole lot of forewarning, but but I thought it was. Uh, a song in a video that kind of i mean registers with kind of where we're at right now right uh, but uh i enjoyed it um but i i don't like i said i don't listen to new music i guess the only new music that i do listen to um i like greta van zandt oh okay uh, the uh and they're and they're local they're local guys um they got That's that, like new old music, though. Yeah, they they, uh, they got that Led Zeppelin sound right. to it. So either you hate them for it or you like them for it. Um, and uh, I think it's kind of refreshing to to 
get a new band with that 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 sound to it as opposed to everybody trying to trying to create their new sound that just sounds like shit um yeah. go with something that you like and that and that uh, works for you um so i've been listening to a lot of a lot of them too um i don't want to turn this into just like me recommending music uh i we can do that that's fine i guess but uh have you ever heard the war on drugs i think i might have mentioned them to you before no you might have but i have not heard uh, i don't remember they i think you would like them too they're um some people call them bad rock i don't know if i classify them as that they're they're a little bit psychedelic like a little bit of a pink floyd feel but uh also kind of hard to describe they're kind of their own style but um i think you'd like them i don't know drug war on drugs how you said the, the war on drugs the yeah. war on drugs yeah. what's that what's dad rock just the music that i listen to already uh like oh man dad rock this should be the next survey question <laughs> something something yes or no um see i guess i don't know because i've heard the war on drugs be called dad rock and I, I, that doesn't make sense to me but um like foo fighters maybe okay all right i yeah i don't know the uh i was thinking of i was telling joking with courtney over the weekend i put the put this is a northeastern michigan problem where you contemplate when you're going to put the snowblower on your on your tractor and uh yeah and so i did it on saturday which was good because we got dumped on new year's eve so I already had it done. I didn't have to worry about it. When I was putting the snowblower on my tractor, I couldn't, I, I, it wasn't, it was yeah, so the problems we have at this stage. Of life. I, I, was, I was sliding it under the body, the frame of the tractor, and it wasn't going in just right. So I ended up taking the parking brake off the tractor, lifting the front of the tractor and pulling it onto the snowmobile attachment. And I told Courtney, I'm getting that dad strength. I haven't done shit, um, but but I was able to pick up that tractor to pull it on top of the on top of the snowblower unit. Yeah, that was just, she impressed? That just yeah, <laughs> it would be. Is that it's, it's that old man strength where you, you just get it just by getting older and fatter, I guess, because I, I haven't done anything. Oh, nice man. <laughs> uh how about top tv shows for 2018 what was what was on your list uh okay i can do another uh top three on this too uh number three narcos on netflix yeah that's good you you watch that oh yeah and actually i'm not even sure if that's a 2018 one because i just caught up on season three of narcos and i i'm not even sure when that came out but and now there's narcos mexico which i haven't started yet yeah, I don't know. I, I think season three came out in 2018. I don't know about the first two seasons. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, there's a new one that I think within like maybe the last month or so, Narcos Mexico came out, which I which I haven't seen yet. But um, yeah, that's a great show. Number two is Ozark. Another I haven't show. watched that yet. I've heard good things. That's on Netflix oh, too, right? Yeah, it's good. I was reluctant to get into it because... Uh, I'm a big Arrested Development fan. And to me, Jason Bateman is just always the kind of like the straight guy in a funny movie or funny, you know. And 
I just couldn't see him as a serious guy, but he's really good in it. And the show is really good. It's totally nuts. Well worth watching. Uh, and then my number one is kind of a protest vote slash in memoriam. Uh, the Last Man on Earth was such a great show and they canceled it. It was on Fox and I don't know. Fox cancels funny shows like on a weekly basis, I guess. Because <laughs> there's like nothing good. Uh, the only other network show I watch is uh, the Good Place, which is good. Um, but to find a good, funny show on a network is like so few and far between. And Last Man on Earth was hilarious. Will Forte was so good. Uh, just like towed that line of being crazy, weird, but still watchable, kind of like, kind of like in a Michael Scott way to any fans of The Office. Right. Um, anyways, I, I loved that show and I loved him. I thought he was so good. And they just canned it. I don't know. I, I mean, it obviously wasn't doing that well, but I have no idea why. Yeah, the I I watched the first season of Last Man on Earth, and I thought it was funny. Um, it was something that I lost track of, though. It wasn't dude, something that... I, I will say this, dude. I wonder how many times we say dude on this. Enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are. We're two dudes. The the first season, I, uh, Lauren and I watched it and did the exact same thing because the first season is all about how like thirsty he is. <laughs> He's just horny for like everything. <laughs> and the show totally changes in the second season. Like that's not what it's about at all anymore. And that's when it gets really uh, funny, I think. So I'm going to have to go back to it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to be busy listening to all this music and watching all this TV. So that's, that's not right. great. What do you think? Um, I have uh, a top two. The because uh, I couldn't really decide between the two because I've I've been hooked with them both. Um, both are Netflix shows. Um, first one's Frontier. Have you okay. watched that at all? Uh, no. With uh, check it out. It's with uh, Aquaman. Uh, Jason uh, Momoa. Okay. Oh, my sister's yeah. got a thing for him. <laughs> she would. Smell. Yeah, smell. Yeah, smell. Yeah, uh shout out for Kirkins. The uh um yeah, I mean he I, I have a thing for him. I mean he's right. he's he's a beast. Yeah. The the uh but it's it's takes place um with like uh north uh like around Hudson Bay area, um Canada, um um with the fur trade and and uh Momo's character uh, is doing battle with with the Hudson Bay Trading Company, and lots of good gratuitous violence, and uh, um, and a good storyline that goes along with it too. It's just not a not a, a show that you watch for for the violence, but uh, but it's a yeah, it was it's a good show. Um, the other one is Last Kingdom. Have you watched that? No, I've heard of it, but I've not watched it. It's Beyond 2018, it's one of my top shows of all time. I was, I, I got, I ran through the first two seasons, first part of this year, and then they just released season three, and I burned through that in like a couple nights. Um, it's a Viking show on Netflix. Uh, the protagonist is Saxon born, but kidnapped by Vikings and raised as a, raised as a Viking. And then his Viking family um, is murdered, and he 
goes back to the Saxons to reclaim land and, and reputation. Um, it's a good show. Okay. You got, you got to check both those out. They're, they're, worth, okay. they're worth it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm always looking for something new and I can never decide. And you and I pretty much have the same taste in shows for the most part. I mean, yeah, you were into Vikings also, right? Yeah. And I, and they, that new season's out right is, is on right now too. Um, I don't know if you've, if you're caught up with it and watching it, but I know I watched up to, I need to catch up on it. I watched up to like when the kids are, I hope this isn't like spoilers. Oh, there's only that one guy listening anyway. Um, <laughs> the kids are grown up and he comes back so i i'm at least i probably two seasons behind yeah it's just getting there's some good parts coming okay yeah and the the new i think we're they're probably five episodes deep in the new season and lots more gratuitous violence it's i don't know it's good i like it yeah okay hold my holds my attention Another yeah. another show that I just started watching it. it was, I haven't watched it enough to be able to put it on any type of list is Nightfall, about the uh, Templar Knights and their quest for the Holy Grail. That's been good so far. But okay, that's also a Netflix one. Yeah, I got everything. Common theme. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Did you have movies? Um, I was. I'm I'm like you. I'm not a big movie guy. Um, the so I was trying to think about was Han Solo released? Was Solo released in 2018? I think it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I took Jackson to that, so I don't know if the if the movie was all that great, but the experience was great because he was all excited about it. He's a big Star Wars guy. All and, right. Yeah. Uh, and he and so I mean, the experience was good. It was his his first time going to see a star Wars related movie in the theater. So he was, he was all geeked about it. And, uh, and that was fun. I mean, so, and I think Incredibles too, I mean, another kind of experience thing, because we took the three boys to it and they laughed pretty much through the duration of that movie. Um, I mean, and I really enjoyed black Panther that came out in 2018 too. Um, that's more of a me just sitting in I'm working in the basement on work stuff because work doesn't end at five or six o'clock, um, and having a movie on in the background and, and, uh, and I, I enjoyed, enjoyed Black Panther. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't see any of those. I, I mean to watch Black Panther. I'm not much of a superhero movie person, but I've been told that's, uh, doesn't matter like that's a, just a good movie to watch regardless yeah. uh, michael b jordan's in it and he's a badass so yeah i like him i don't think i've seen anything uh with him in it that i haven't liked remember him on friday night lights yeah yeah he, he's good <laughs> he was the, he was the qb on the uh team from the bad side of town right yeah and then and then he got recruited to uh to uh or like he crossed the town line or something yeah there, there was there's probably some shady recruitment going on but right they need to build a wall in that town <laughs> jesus <laughs> um they are close to mexico down there so yeah 
Close, close enough, I guess. Uh, lost my train of thought there. Uh, movies. <laughs> um, yeah, there was only a few that I went and saw and probably only a few more like 2018 releases, but um, two that came to mind were Black Klansman. It was really good. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to see that one. I have not. Um, yeah, I mean, also kind of rings <laughs> rings true today, sadly. Uh, and Annihilation. Uh, I saw that in theaters. Um, did you see that one? No, I mean, but most of the movies that I see these days are things that I think the kids are going to like. So yeah, that's what I that's what I figured. Annihilation is not a kids' movie, um, but I thought it was really well done and sort of an innovative uh, approach to a horror movie. I mean, I guess it's a it's probably a horror movie, or a, I don't know. I don't know how to categorize these things, but uh just really weird really weird and different and uh worth watching i guess i hate scary movies you do yeah i i, I was always afraid to admit it to, to lose some manhood out of it but it's just me you and the other guy here yeah. though <laughs> i i don't know why people watch that shit i mean it's just, it's, <laughs> to put to put yourself through um purposely push yourself through knowing that hey this movie is going to be scary it's a horror mo- movie and just sit there and then just be on the edge of your seat no it's, i don't get any enjoyment out of that yeah i i understand where you're coming from on that i mean i would still watch those type of movies uh but a movie like annihilation or um black mirror the show on netflix they're I mean, they don't leave, like, you don't leave feeling good, but it's not really jump scares or anything like that. It's more oh, okay. psychological. Like, what if, like, you're you're presented in uh, a situation that feels too real, sort of. Like, this could actually happen to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah no thanks. The, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I didn't think that would talk you into it. I'm just saying it wasn't, Annihilation is not a slasher movie or anything like well, that. Yeah, and, and it, Oh, when Gordon and I were dating, and that's like when the saw when the saw movies came out. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so we watched the first saw movie, and then the second saw movie, and we were thinking, I was I was thinking, hey, Courtney likes these movies, so I'll do it. And Courtney was thinking, Dylan likes these movies, so I'll watch it. And then like one night, we both like look at each other, and I said to her, I don't like watching this shit. Why are we do? Why are we doing this? He's like, I don't like watching it either. So we're on the same page. We haven't watched any scary movies since. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are pretty gratuitous. Yeah. Like in a, not like in a, I like my gratuitous violence in my shows, but, but like when you're getting down to like that type of stuff, it's just, ugh, not yeah. for me. You know, Narcos actually has a few of those moments. <laughs> they do, but you can, but you can, you get through them quickly. Yeah well as quickly as you can the uh any other best of 18 stuff you want to highlight um no not nothing else i can think of how about this and i know you i know you don't follow detroit sports as closely as you did before but all the detroit sports teams are pretty shady right now right 
So who do you think had the best 2018? Ooh. Uh, Lions won on, on Saturday, right? <laughs> they did. <laughs> so what did they finish at? Six and ten. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So just another year for the Lions. Um, and if they would have lost, they would have had the fifth pick in the draft. Since they won, they have the eighth pick in the draft now. Yeah, that's a pretty Lions thing to do. Yeah. Um, okay, who had the best? Uh, well, I guess I'd have to say either the Tigers or the Red Wings. The Tigers had the number one pick. I mean, they're they're bad, but they at least had the number one pick. Red Wings, similar, um, ended up with uh, Philip Zadina at number six, which is a total gift, or hopefully will be. Right. Because um, when you're bad, you just you're going for the next good good guy, I guess. And what's the point? Like the Lions, that's such a Lions thing. <laughs> I the game at least. The. Uh... Losing and you just won't do it. I, uh, we Courtney and I were travel. We were down in Mount Pleasant on Sunday, and I and I completely lost track that it was even Sunday, and there were football games on. And uh, and later on, I, I mean, we were at dinner, and and there was a, a football game on the TV where we were having dinner. I was like, oh shit, there's mm, games on. Let's see how the Lions did. So I look up the score, beat the Packers thirty-one to zero, and the 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 Honolulu blue Kool-Aid drinkers are like, Oh, we, we swept the Packers. We swept. What do you get for that? (laughs) And, and I'm looking, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the stats. Oh, Aaron Rodgers completed or attempted five passes. Okay. So their quarterback was Deshaun Kaiser. We beat Deshaun Kaiser. All right. There's one thing. Like, did you see, did you see Matt Prater threw a touchdown pass? You know what? I did see that. And we still went three picks back in the draft. So, I mean, next year Prater can back up Stafford. Well, and then like the Pistons too. It's just Lions and the Pistons are kind of in no man's land right now. Yeah. I mean, the, it, and I agree with you on I'd go Tigers or, or Red Wings because at least they know they're in a rebuild and they're embracing the rebuild and they're acquiring assets to try to take that next step to get back to where they were before where the Pistons have a terrible, have terrible contracts. You got Blake Griffin who is playing his heart out and he's still, I mean, he's a good basketball player, but I mean, he's, he's, he's trying his damnedest, but he's got a terrible contract. Um, You got Reggie Jackson who is who he is. I mean, he's not going to get any better. He's, he's, yeah, not a distributor for him, but there was. But I mean, should have they should have realized when he was saying that he should be a starter over Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City that he's probably got his real his 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 uh, realistic approach is off kilter. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Andre Drummond is not great. I mean, he. I mean, if if you're just looking at his box score and say, oh. He, he had 20 rebounds. He had, he had a double double with 20 rebounds. So yeah, that's cool. But that's it's 2018. It's about pace, space, and shooting. He can't right. do any of those things. And he has he has no defensive motor. He's not a rim protector. Um, and 
they're just in no man's land. And the Lions are similar. I mean, they got they got a lot of money coming off the books, but I you just got no faith if you're a Lions fan. So yeah, I'd I'd go Tigers or Wings just because they are they are embracing the rebuild and they're and their steps they're taking are trying to make them better for the years to come as opposed to trying to put a band-aid on it and pretend like they're gonna compete. Yeah. Yeah, aimless, aimless lions. Uh, and that, I'm on a Pistons kick right now, and I'm just annoyed with how their roster is built. And they they need to, and they don't really have any pieces that they can move. I mean, they might be able to move Drummond. Nobody's going to take Reggie because nobody wants Reggie. And this is a problem. Like if you're a Pistons fan, if you're and like I listen to sports talk radio and stuff. And you got guys clamoring, you got to trade Reggie Jackson. What people don't consider is that other NBA, te- NBA teams have scouts. And if they're if you're watching Reggie Jackson and you don't like Reggie Jackson, it's probably likely that somebody else watching Reggie Jackson also doesn't like him. Yeah. So what, what do you think you're going to get? Right. Um, and th- I mean, their their most tradable pieces are probably Reggie Bullock um, and uh, – um, probably somebody like Ish who are who have who have good deals and can 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 come in and contribute. I mean, Reggie Bullock can make shots, and he's got a he's got a nice contract. So, yeah. but you're not going to get a whole lot for him either. There, no man's land. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like um, Red Wings fans always being like. Trade Erickson for a second or a third. It's like, right. you know that everybody else gets to watch the games too, right? Like nobody's gonna look at him and, and say, "Yeah, we're we're gonna mortgage our future for this guy." Oh, the, it, it, like Antonio Antonio Brown just came out that he he demanded a trade or requested a trade from the Steelers. So the latest in knowing Lions fans, the latest is let's we should go get Antonio Brown. All right, what would you trade? What would you what would you send send to uh, Pittsburgh for Antonio Brown? Oh, let's send a Marvin Jones and a third and a fourth round draft pick. Okay, <laughs> you can try that, um, but I, Pittsburgh's not going. I mean, they, they got to you got to have they got to have two willing parties in a trade. You just can't say, "Hey, I'll give you this. You give me that." Yeah. Well, people are stupid. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, and I think this is a, a good segue into our next topic. So let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll fire back up. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mm, why do I take it across the playground? Why? To get to the other slide. So we kind of uh, kind of led into this, I guess, but we're we just want to kind of touch on things to expect in 2019 from the teams that we follow. Uh, it's probably going to be a really good outlook for the Lions. We've established that. <laughs> so, and, and to to kind of backtrack on what we talked about earlier, where I said I don't follow that many uh, teams anymore. That's true. It's really. It's really the Red Wings and uh, Gonzaga basketball. 
at Gonzaga basketball if anybody's interested out there. Um, there's not much to say. They they beat Duke when Duke was number one, and then they lost to Tennessee in a close game, and then uh, to UNC. And that's it. I mean, the season for them is more or less over because the West Coast Conference is is bad, and that's the only games they have left. And they they should probably win out. And so for them, it's like just get healthy. I don't want to sound too cocky about that, but they shouldn't really be bumps in the road. Yeah. So like the what I'm what I what I'm thinking is like what what we want for what we want to wish for our teams this this upcoming 2019. So I'm picking up that you just hope that uh, Gonzaga can stay healthy. Is that is that kind of what you're? Oh yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize I didn't know it was hopes and dreams. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's a new year. We're we're talking yeah, we're talking yeah. about being optimistic. What are oh okay. resigned to the fact that 2019 is going to be terrible, just like 2018. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I would hope that they are able to stay healthy for March, and uh, I think they're good enough to. Anything could happen. I mean, they could uh, feasibly win the whole thing, which is obviously what I'll be rooting for, but. Um, I mean, a final, a final four is definitely, uh, well, I guess that's I, I, anything could happen, I guess. I don't even really want to say it, but, uh, they got a really good team. So, uh, like I said, just stay healthy there. Uh, they, when they lost two of those games, they were, they have a short rotation and their leading scorer from last year was out and had been out for a while. And then they're like six men off the bench was hurt too. So I think if they're able to just get those guys back, stay healthy. They're in good shape. Well, and, and, uh, in March, I mean, it can all come down to one player. And if you got a guy like what Rui, is that his first name? Yeah. Uh, Huchimara, Huchi, what's, how do you pronounce his last name? Hachimura. Hachimura. I mean, he's having a player of that caliber, um, in March can sometimes just be enough by itself. I mean, you see what, like, what Steph Curry did for Davidson when he was playing there to take him as far as he did. I mean, you, and that's without having really any supporting cast. Um, yeah, I would, I would think, I mean, my hopes and dreams are going to for, uh, for Gonzaga is going to be a little bit different than yours in the sense that I don't want him to win it all, but, but, but I, I, I do want to see him stay healthy because I want, I want to see good games in March and uh, I'd like to see them battle against Duke in the, in the final so that way you and i can have some wagers leading into that yeah i'm into that i'll be i'll be rooting for that too it's hard to root for duke i guess though no it's easy <laughs> okay just close your eyes and picture the best basketball team in america okay and they're wearing they got the word d-u-k-e spelled out on their on their chest oh, well, i do dream about coach k sometimes it's, he's hard not to. He's dreamy. Yeah, it's purely sexual. He's uh, it's his nose for me. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he, you know, he's how old is he? He's one of those guys who's who is older than he looks. He's been uh, he's been coaching Duke. I want to. Oh, I'm I'm gonna hate myself if I get this wrong, but I think he started coaching there in 1980. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it do it because if i'm right i'll do a dance and if not i'll just grab another beer he 
Okay, do you know how old he is? Uh, I would... Mm, 64. Okay. He started coaching at Duke in the 80-81 season. Hey, look at that. So he got it. He's 71. 71. Holy shit. He aged well. Yeah, yeah. Guy. Probably has the same hair guy as Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, really. Just, just a different guy, shade. Uh, that coached Purdue, I think. Gene, Gene Katie, Gene Katie. Yeah, yeah. I Google that too. Uh, yeah. That guy had a comb over for the ages. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh yeah! Wow. Whoever's listening to this can't see this guy's comb over. Google it. They can, they can Google it. They got the same technical <laughs> abilities. The uh, Since we're talking college basketball, I'm going to talk Duke. My hopes and dreams for this Duke basketball team is that they can continue to mature and that Trey Jones does not get hurt specifically because he makes that team run. Uh, he doesn't get a lot of the publicity that Zion and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish get, but uh, but that he's he's the point guard distributing to those to those players, and and uh, without him, they're going to be in a world of hurt, um, and that they can realize their their full potential before before March here and just go on a roll, um, and then. Uh, I'm not going to listen to your hopes and dreams with Duke because you're just going to bash them. The, um, but because I'm just going to roll into my hopes and dreams for the Pistons because it's kind of tied to my hopes and dreams for Duke is that the Pistons tank and draft Zion Williamson. Yeah, I can get behind that. Or RJ Barrett. I take RJ Barrett as a, as a, as a 1B, but Zion is a, once in a lifetime type athlete and he would at least make Pistons basketball fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the same thing about the Pistons. Just do something to <laughs> get people interested. Really? I mean, I pay attention to the roster a little bit, but it's like, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I watched a Pistons basketball game front to back. All the, all the Pistons need to do from, beginning of 2019 until the end of this season is not get better just get worse yeah just just any pieces that you can move for traffics basketballs anything that's not a serviceable nba player great get bad tank hit the lottery get into one of those first two picks and grab zion williamson or or R.J. Barrett, whoever's available between the, those two. And I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I can live with that. And if it happens, I'll go streaking down my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, man, we'll podcast it. Yeah, well, we could podcast it because you can't see it. So we, <laughs> we, 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 we wouldn't lose any listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do all kinds of things uh, on the podcast that you can't see. Yeah, like right now, I am doing a Albert Einstein math equation. People can't see it, so <laughs> take my word for it. I'm a math genius. The uh, ah, wings. What are your hopes and dreams for the wings? Um, I, 
it's kind of tough. Uh, I would say I, I would hope that the young guys on the roster right now keep doing what they're doing. I mean, Dylan Larkin is having a really good season. Uh, he's 22 years old. He's the best player on the team already. Um, so keep it up, stay healthy. Uh, you'd like to see a little bit more from guys like uh, uh, Michael Rasmussen, their first round pick from last year, who's on the team. But, you know, when you're 19 years old, I guess you got to give him a pass. But anyways, just uh, those guys keep developing. And then this is a team that is just like one or two injuries away from being terrible. And Jimmy Howard was hurt for a minute. Mike Green, when they were playing well, it was Mike Green running the offense. And uh, he's been hurt. So I think if we just kind of let things run their natural course, they'll be in a good spot where it's like the young guys are continuing to develop and then they're still going to have a good draft pick because okay. they're overall a, a bad team. <laughs> and so I guess that's my hopes and dreams are young guys play well and we end up with a top three pick. Uh, mine, mine's even simpler than that. Dump Holland, get Stevie Y. Oh yeah, that's true. And that could be happening in 2019. That's that's my that's my hopes for 2019. Let Holland go off to Seattle and right. he, he can move closer to you, and yeah. uh, and let and get get Eiserman back wearing the uh, the winged wheel. Well, he won't be wearing it because he'd be in the front office, but probably he's probably got some winged wheel pajamas that he can wear. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good one, and I kind of I kind of forgot about that, but uh, especially if they do end up with a high pick, which they I think they will. Uh, he's done in Tampa. He had, you know, he got Stamkos and Hedman, and he's he knows how to draft players. So that's be nice to have him around. He's uh, Stevie Y can do no wrong, especially especially in Detroit. He would he would walk on water when coming back. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think but I think without using that comparison too loosely uh, for the most part, I think he would do well with it. I mean, he's, I don't, I, it's not overstated. It's not like, um, uh, bring having over expectations. It's not just having Stevie Y come, come home to have him here. I think he would do well things at do things to improve the wings moving forward um, as, as the GM. So it's, it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Lions, my Who hopes. Who cares? That's we care because we're stuck in a rut. Okay. Um, but my hopes and dreams for the Lions, um, they need to switch it up. I'd like to see them trade Stafford, which, from a financial sense, doesn't make a whole lot of sense because his Salary cap hit is almost as much when he's w- not being on the team as if he was on the team. So it's not going to give too much flexibility, but they're going to have a lot of money coming off the books this year anyways. But I'd like to see him draft um, Dwayne Haskins in the first round, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Um, I think they need a uh, – I think he's a he's one of those quarterbacks that has a skill set that you just can't pass up, and it – 
and it translates real well to what offenses are doing in the NFL these days with read option and and um, and spreading the ball out, slinging it around, unlike the Georgia Southern quarterback who threw the ball seven times. The uh, um, but I, I they need they need it. I like Stafford. He's done some great things in Detroit from a charitable standpoint. He plays through injuries. He's got he's got moxie, but let him go be successful elsewhere um, and bring in a new quarterback to kind of try to jumpstart this team. Yeah, well said. Um, but Haskins might not be available at eight. He would have been around at five. <laughs> it all comes back to that. Yeah, fuckers. Uh, my hopes and dreams for the Lions are they just close the doors. Just lock them up. Just call it good enough, guys. Like, you tried long enough. Do we really need an NFL franchise in Detroit? <laughs> yeah. Yours probably has a better and chance the of suffering. And the suffering. You're happening than mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, they need to draft. They need I, – I, you always need good young people in the NFL, but they probably do. You're probably right. I mean, they probably do need a total change of, change of direction. Yeah, I mean they got a, they got a first year head coach, so it's unlikely that they're going to get rid of him. Um, we know what the Fords do with front office types; they let them right stick around longer than than they're useful for. So the only real change that they're going to have on that team would be at the quarterback position potentially. So the uh, all right, Tigers, um, which is which is a tough one, um, but it's similar to yours for the wings. I just want to let the young guys play, let them develop, be terrible. Um, and I hope that they're, uh, they've invested in some veteran players for bounce back years like Matt Moore and, and, uh, and hopefully they can, they can move those guys at the trade deadline and, and acquire more assets. Um, and then, uh, and then hopefully go out and get a real GM and let Alavila go. Ooh, shots fired. I, I, I like Al. Here's my problem: is you you have one of the best GMs in baseball, in Dave Dombrowski, who you fire. Which which is fine. You didn't get the job done. We didn't win a World Series. That's what that's what we 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 wanted. We needed. But then. You go to Double D Light. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't think Dave Dombrowski was the man for the job, why do you go for the guy who's been learning from Dave Dombrowski his entire career? He's just going to – it's just more of the same. He's not going to change how – what he's learned or how, or how he did it or how Dave would do it. You need, you need to go a different direction. So go get, go get a real GM um, and get it done. Let L – go back, go follow Dave to Boston and be his assistant GM again. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to add to that, but they're in the same spot as the wings. It's like, let the young guys start to shine and while also being bad enough to add to the group with some high draft picks. So also try to convince Meg to give some of that money back. So that way uh, you can trade him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and get and get some real pieces. 
Good luck. Not the NFL. Just cut them. Uh, yeah, that would – I like Meg, but that contract is becoming a little bit of an albatross as as, as yeah, uh, injuries have taken a toll on him. Paying anybody who, who – you know, that's – how old is he now? I think he's the same age as us. I think he's 34, 35. Oh, really? I thought he was yeah. I thought he was like 36, 37. But I mean he's still got I don't know, like three or four years at 40 million a year or something like that. Oh man, baseball salaries. That's another thing about paying more attention to hockey. <laughs> They're like the very best players in the NHL make like nine, ten million dollars. Yeah, and it's when there was the debate about should Kyler Murray go into the uh, the NFL draft or, or pursue a career in professional baseball? I'm thinking, hey, it's a no-brainer. Go right. with baseball. You're a first-round draft pick. You, yeah. play out, you play outfield. Chances of big money and not being uh, concussed right. are severely higher in baseball than they are in the NFL. Yeah, that's especially, especially at the quarterback position. There's only 32 jobs in the NFL, and then you're likely to – Especially how Kyler Murray p- plays the position, he's gonna, gonna have a number of concussions, end up with CTE, and be drinking his dinners and later in life, play baseball. Yeah, uh, Cabrera is he'll be thirty six on April eighteenth. Okay. Um, so yeah, how many years on his deal left? Um. Let me find that for you, Dylan. Let me do that for you. I appreciate it. <laughs> what? I'm not. We're not paying the bill, but I want to. The other, I don't. That's the other thing with baseball, with it not being salary cap. I don't really care what these owners, yeah, pay their players, just so long as it doesn't inhibit your ability to win. Right. So I mean, at this point in time, when we're in a rebuild, it just makes him all that harder to move to get other assets. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, he only has. Uh, let me see here. Uh, only seven years left on the deal. No oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it's through twenty twenty five. His age forty two season. <laughs> Thirty million. Oh, he'll be playing. He'll be playing in a wheelchair. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, so his, the 2024 and 2025 seasons have vesting options. Option vests if Cabrera finishes in the top 10 of MVP voting the prior season. Uh, so that ain't happening. So he, his contract is guaranteed through 2023, his age 40 season. Okay, so- uh, more years, less money than I had. I had estimated, but <laughs> thirty-two million per for five more years. Oh my god! One hundred and fifty million bucks. How many games did he play? It, the podcast is just turning into us looking at baseball reference uh, pages on the internet, but that's fine. Yeah, this just keeps people, other people, from doing it. They're one of the same damn things. He played in thirty-eight games last year. Oh, that's good bang for your buck. Yeah, that's almost a million a game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he? Yeah, I... 
I mean, he's not really built to last necessarily. No, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, if he's starting to break down now, then it's that's uh, trouble. I mean, I, you think of what he went through that that 2014 season, uh, where he played through that sports hernia. Yeah, in that series against Boston, where I mean, he could he could not even move. Right, right. I Looks mean, like I have all the normal, but. <laughs> Oh, Prince remember Prince. that slide? Remember that slide? Prince Fielder's belly flop slide that he didn't make it to the base. <laughs> That's why he says the Tigers. God. All right. Since we, uh, rabbit hole, just since you mentioned Prince Fielder, and I saw this recently. Did you know that Prince Fielder and Cecil Fielder ended their careers with exactly the same number of home runs? Really? I think yeah. I, might have, I might have seen that somewhere. I, I don't remember. That's crazy, though. I think that's the bread breaker for him. I know Prince doesn't like his dad, but maybe that'll right. that'll be the olive branch in their relationship. What was it? Like in the three hundreds? Yeah, it was. I was in like three hundred five or something like that. In the three hundreds, Cecil was like, um, well, since I got baseball reference stuff, I guess I can put in the work. Uh, didn't he hit? He had like three good seasons, and then it was like, oh man, this guy fell apart. Yeah, he had, he had, he had some good seasons with the Tigers. Obviously, then he then he took a big contract with the Yankees. And his first season with the Yankees, he had like forty some home runs too. Oh, um, he, no, he he had some good seasons with the Tigers. I, it was more than a couple, that's for sure. Um, yeah, from like nineteen ninety to. 95 he was with the tigers and hit 28 or more home runs each year country strong yeah buddy uh, <laughs> yeah and then oh was he okay it looks like he was traded to new york yeah yeah and he had a good season when he was traded and then like right after that just kind of fell off the face of the earth yeah that's right he was he was traded to the yankees and then he he uh he finished that year strong. Yeah, and then it was then it was downhill. It looks like probably he was injured. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh anyways, three hundred and nineteen. So that must be three nineteen too. Two two great former Tigers. Man, Prince Fielder. Oh man. I don't think I've ever yelled at a TV so loud. I mean, I was so excited when we when we signed. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I mean, and you know, he was a good hitter, but geez. The, uh, but that, that 2012 World Series against the Giants, I don't know that I've ever been as frustrated with the baseball team. I mean, how all the success that they had that year. Yeah. And, I mean, this is probably worth it, worth its own segment, but, and then they couldn't hit at all that series. And, yeah, that was that was disappointing. Um, uh, anything else about these teams for 2019, which you would like to see from them? Uh, no, no. I was just thinking about those Tigers teams, though. We should. The fact that they never won a World Series was criminal with that starting pitching, and then yeah, we're gonna have to. Them. I think like when spring training unfolds, we'll come back talk about talk about. Tigers. The That'll double, work. The double D era. Uh, move, 
Moving on, when we come back, we're going to get to our cack-ass of the week. All right, cack-ass of the week. Uh, prior to this installment, I had Googled cack-ass just to see what, what might be out there in the interwebs. And uh, basically, the consensus is just a nonsense insult um, that uh, I was reminded that Jack Black would call Kyle Gass a cack-ass. Um, when they're tenacious D days, right? The, uh, which is which is our interpretation of the word too, just kind of a nonsensical insult. Um, but yeah, Sean, your cockass of the week. Who is it? Uh, my cockass of the week is the general Red Wings fan, and I'm kind of on a Red Wings kick, I guess, who talks about players who are from Michigan like it's important in some way uh and you read it on the internet all the time and the media kind of makes a deal about it occasionally and i get that it's it's neat that uh dylan larkin is the best player on the red wings now and he's from metro detroit like that's cool and justin albuquerque is from michigan and danny de kaiser is from michigan and luke witkowski is from michigan uh, the problem with those other guys is they're bad. They're bad <laughs> I care that they're from Michigan. I guess DeKaiser's okay. Abdulkader is a case of a guy who is okay, but grossly overpaid to the point that he's crippling the team. And Witkowski's like, doesn't play a whole lot. So no big deal, I guess. But, uh, and they'll talk about two things with these Michigan born players. Uh, one is that they're great leaders, <laughs> which is always funny anyway. If you either haven't read something about them being a great leader for whatever reason, or you're in the locker room, you have no idea that that's possible. So they're great leaders. And they sh- the other thing is that uh, they should be the next captain. So a lot of times on, on articles, uh, like you'll read comments about, Advocator should be the next captain because he's from Michigan. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just this thing that I don't really understand. And then what compounds that, what makes you kind of a double cock ass in this situation, is a lot of these people who think who like uh, really promote the Michigan guys, even though they're not very good, other than Larkin, uh, are the same people who are totally stuck in the past who say everybody needs to be the next Iserman or the next Lidstrom. And uh, to their credit, those guys, Iserman and Shanahan and Lidstrom and Fedorov and Konstantinov and Kozlov and Larionov and uh, Hashik and Datsuk and Zetterberg, we're all from Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) On to something there. They should have been. We adapted them. Yeah, yeah. We adapt them as as Michiganders, but yeah, that's a, that, one of the things that I've had. I've I haven't liked about the whole abs situation is one they call him abs, and two, <laughs> um, he's kind of got that Don Kelly Brandon Inge effect where he's overvalued um, for really no other reason than than people just for what they just. Maybe it's from, he's from Michigan or what I don't know, but they they see him as being this the, uh, a player that 
is irreplaceable. Um, and that's driven me crazy about players like that is, yeah, he's a role player. He's, he's, he's good in a specific role. Don't get him out of that role. And he, he he's going to get, he's not going to look good in an expanded um, role that doesn't fit his niche style of play. He's a line four guy. Let him play on the checking line. Right. Maybe he's, uh, and, uh, and, and push the puck and, and, and hit some bodies. But, um, yeah, maybe it's because he's from Michigan. Maybe that's why I like it so much. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're totally right. It's like, there are people who hate him too, who, who would say he's, he's not even an NHL player. Well, he's an NHL player. He's, he's okay. I'm not trying to say he's, total garbage who shouldn't even be on the team but they paid him like he's a first liner basically and he's just yeah. far from that yeah yeah all right my my cock ass of the week could be a cock ass most weeks if not every single week um <laughs> the uh i uh i'm a republican and and i'm not i'm a little bit more shy about that these days because of where the party's at uh, but it's no, it's no, um, I don't hide that. I'm not a Trump guy. I, I despise Trump. Um, I just, I, I don't like him at all. His politics, his personality, his hair, his anything about him. I just, I just don't like, um, but he, and it, uh, it's surprising to me between the two of us that we've gotten to episode three without him being our cock ass yet, but he's my cock ass this week. And it's for, for mainly because of this goddamn wall that you alluded to in, uh, in uh, earlier in this podcast or this episode, the it's such, it's one of those ridiculous ideas that when he was, he was campaigning for, for this election, he, and he said, "We're gonna we're gonna build a wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it because we got to keep all the rapists out." And people were like, "That's fucking stupid." I mean, what what why why is the wall's never gonna get built? Why why is he even saying this? It's dumb. And from both parties, people were saying it's stupid. And the thing with with Trump, for whatever reason, his supporters like they, they there's not a whole lot of reason or logic that goes into their support. It's just Oh, it's got to be good. The economy's good. The economy's pretty good right now. So, well, he's doing something right. Well, there's other factors that go into the economy than who the president is and what bullshit moves they're making. Um, and so not only is this wall continued to be a thing, but it's gone from Mexico is going to pay for it to Mexico will pay us back for it to we're going to pay for it and we need to pay for it for border security. Um, and I need $10 million or $10 billion for it in this budget to, uh, I'll take $5 billion for it to, I need at least two and a half billion dollars for this wall. Um, and we have a government shutdown over the construction of this wall. So there's government employees, federal government employees that are not getting paid and are not working because, um, baby Trump is throwing a tantrum and can't get, can't get funding for his, his wall. Um, and then not long ago, because we know, know Trump is one of the best wordsmen that the history has known. And Twitter is his, is his tablet, his canvas that he, he puts all these great words into. He tweets out that 
what the media is missing, and this is this isn't verbatim because it would have a whole lot of other Trumpisms in it, but the the media is missing all the fine job that our border patrol agents are doing right now and keeping our country safe. So he basically just says we don't need a fucking wall. <laughs> our, our agents are doing a great job. There's no there's no issues. Um, it, I could go on with this for a while, but it's just. He's a cocky ass, and I'm going to highlight him this week. And he's probably going to he's probably going to come up again later on. And uh, I love it. I love it so much. Anything to add to that? Oh God, yeah. I mean, a lot of things to add to that, but I haven't done it because I just can't bring myself to do it. It's too tiresome. It's so. It's just unbelievable. I mean, you went from Mexico's paying for it to his people doing a GoFundMe for it. And they all, they do that and don't ever like stop for a minute and think like, this is the dumbest thing that's ever happened. I mean, and to wrap things up, because uh, we're coming to the end of the episode here, um, the uh, next next week, um, we're going to have uh, a buddy of mine, Nick Steffen, with us. We're going to talk about a review of, of fantasy football from a general standpoint, some of the things that we saw this past year that we liked, um, some things to look forward to next year um, as the fantasy football seasons have all come to a close here recently. We're going to talk some more wings, let let Sean uh, get into some more of that detail. With uh, I, think we, I think you want to highlight Fedorov, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we can do that. Okay. Well, we'll get into that next week and, uh, we'll have our cock asses back too. All right. Anything else, Sean? No. All right. Later. Later. <laughs> did it. Did it. All right. Thank you for listening to Two Guys, One Internet. Later.